0: Welcome to Straight Out of Savannah, Talking with Tammy, a podcast that showcases people you may not know who are choosing to use their gifts to inspire and move the planet. You so much for joining us on Straight Out of Savannah. I am so excited. I have a beautiful spirit here with us today. Destiny Firestick is here, and she is going to tell you exactly who she is. She's gonna repronounce her name so that it's correct. <laughs>
1: she's gonna tell you all about herself, and then we'll get into it. So, Destiny, take us away. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. This has been, it's really, it's really fun. And I love being able to just share with the world. So my name is Destiny Firestack and yeah, I'm in Alaska. So I understand like small towns and like, you know, people being super close and I I get like, I understand like communities and I love it. I, um, so first and foremost, I'm a trauma and nervous system informed coach. I just work with women in the beauty industry, um, and kind of beyond. So women anywhere who are like entrepreneurs and business owners, um, essentially it's to be able to grow, help somebody grow and succeed, but through a different lens, through a lens of, I understand. And I, I am focusing on How your your body is responding to something that is happening or happened to you and how that's affecting just your daily life. Like your I focus a lot on somatic work and the soma, so like the body, like embodiment Mm -hmm. is huge in my approach. But yeah, I I just I've had this lifelong of just you know, some people would would call it like tragedy stuff. But at the end of the day, I think it really was the gift to me almost like I look at the things that have happened to me as like, it didn't happen to me, it happened for me. And that that was the first second I started shifting my mindset a lot on like healing and who am I and going on my journeys and spiritual journeys. And I was a hairdresser for five years. And Now I help grow salon teams and like I I just work with people one on one and ultimately I just show people like it's okay to be a human being and you're you are allowed to put yourself first and unapologetically do that but in order to do that we have to be able to tap into ourselves first and foremost before we can focus on any of the external stuff any of that so I like to get I get into the root cause, a lot of the internal stuff that is vulnerable. And then we go, okay, well, you know, oh, well, I don't, you know, for example, someone could say, I'm not making enough money. I want to make more money behind the chair or whatever I'm doing. And it would always, you know, you could say, and it just, they just won't pay me. So that's where I kind of get into, I would start, you know, it's not even mindset work, it's embodiment work. It's really getting into like, well, you know let's get into your money story let's get into the subconscious like programming let's get into your childhood let's get into like where these root narratives are coming from because then as long as we can shift the perspective you're going to shift your entire life yes so but yeah that's so it's kind it's very complex and deep but you know it's it's everyone's unique journey is different and i just feel like i I told myself one day I'm going to be the person that I wish I need, that I wish I had back when it was me.
0: Yes, that oh, that's so powerful. That is. So, <laughs> so let's talk about your journey. Okay. Um, share what what was the catalyst to make you to start doing this work? I mean, what was the thing that made you say, you know, I like doing hair, but there's something deeper. You know, what was that like for you?
1: um i think a huge part of it was so my entire life i so for one i have complex ptsd i was diagnosed with it like five years ago and i knew that there was always something like about me where i was just feeling like i was always like two people or something you know and my life was very chaotic and manic from a very young age like the whole nine parents got divorced really young. I went down a really bad path. You know, I was the only girl in a, in a house full of boys with my brothers and my dad. Didn't have my mom, you know, for the firsts of things I needed her for. So I had a lot of issues from that really young. And then I started like dating these just abusive guys because I was didn't have a model to look at. And right. I think, A lot of that just led to so it's almost like I try to describe it this way. It was the the straw that broke the camel's back for me was my current. So my current husband, he's my best friend. I've known him for 10 years and he went to go train and do training just with the military for five months. And for me, that was the absolute hardest thing because it's hard for anybody i would think but for me specifically i lived with the most debilitating abandonment trauma and it it like it was to the point where i couldn't even go on long drives by myself because Mm i was scared to be alone like i was terrified i had experienced so much trauma with being alone that it was just I, it was just not an option for me so when he I love him right so much that I'm like I want you to be happy you need to do the things you want to do so you want to you know go do this so he he leaves and he goes and does it and I think the first three weeks he was gone I'm pretty sure I blacked out <laughs> I don't remember that and because it was I'm trying to I was trying to process like oh this is right. so. Weird. I'm just You're trying, trying to process. figure it out right Yeah. I'm in the house, like by myself. And I feel like any person who has a spouse that leaves for work, like you understand that. But if you're somebody who understands it from a traumatic lens, from an informed lens, and you're like, Oh, this is not just, Oh, I miss him. This is everything that happened in my life from when I was 12 is all coming up. So for me, it was three um, weeks.
0: Yeah. That was all three weeks. Yeah. My husband was gone three weeks. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't like this
1: yeah it was it was like okay i'm gonna figure myself out i guess i'm gonna figure it out so i started going on this journey this healing journey i actually started practicing like reiki i started getting into so many like different woos of myself and i'm like who am i who is this person right and i'm just she's been in there she's been deep deep in there i've just never let her out i don't know right. why And so when i was behind the chair i was I was starting to struggle everything that I suppressed for my entire life and down, 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 it all was coming up. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was a mess, hot mess express. And so I, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. yeah, it was, you know, I was like breaking down in front of clients and crying and like doing things I wouldn't normally do. I used to be able to turn it on and off at work. You would never even know there's something wrong at work, but it was just, I couldn't hold it things in anymore. And so while I'm just by myself in the house, right? It's like, well, this is probably my time I need to take to heal and grow and get through a lot of trauma that's coming up. And that's what I started doing. And I I didn't get to hear from my husband for the first like two months, more than three times on the phone. So I was literally just by myself. I mean, I have like friends and family and all that stuff, but it's not the same. So yes, you know, you're by yourself at the end of the day, you're going to bed. It, this is, you're in your house by yourself. Right. And right. Waiting for your husband to call. You're like, so I just started, I told him what I wrote him a letter. Cause we could communicate with letters. And I said, I told him everything that's been going, you know, what's going on and like the stuff I'm struggling with. And like, but I said, I'm 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 ready. I think like I think I need this. Like this has been a long time coming in my life that I've been avoiding dealing with. Yes, yes. So, because I knew it was going to hurt, and so I just was like, "All right, it's ready to come up. It's going to come up. I'm gonna let's do this." But I I need to quit my job, <laughs> and he was like, "Honestly," he said, "Do and this is why I love him." He said, "I don't care." what you need to do. I just want to make sure you're okay. If you need to quit your job, quit your job. I'll take care of us. It's okay. Like that was no questions asked. He, that was one of the things that like, he was like, do what you need to do to put yourself first. And that's why I love him. And so awesome. Yeah. And and knowing that he's training with the military for like security forces stuff, like he's out there being a total badass. Oh, and, and I, and I am over here like, uh, like can't even function, right? And, <laughs> and he's like, you're fine. It's fine. Just, it's okay. You can slow down. You can, because behind the chair, I was really successful. And that's a huge part of it. I was chasing money. I wanted to be like, right. I I mean, I was making like those $10,000 months you hear about everywhere, whatever, right? It was like, mm-hmm. if I had that, I made it like, whew, I'm here. And everyone that told me I couldn't do it, but prove them wrong. That was my mission in life was to prove everyone wrong. Yes. And all that did was a disservice to myself. And it just, it got to a point where I couldn't keep up. I couldn't keep up with just, I don't know, the image of what I was trying to portray. I couldn't keep up with having to constantly be that person that makes that much money and then also still be happy. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure and so a lot I, of heads <laughs> yeah and the thing and a is lot of it's, energy it's so much energy it's so many parts of me that i was pretending to be so i could prove people in my past wrong that weren't even in my present oh wow that's awesome i love yeah. that and so for I me that was my moment of like i wanted i knew i always wanted to be a coach for the industry i just didn't know how or what way and so as soon as I took a step back, I quietly took a step back from here. I, I'm all over social media. I didn't post anything about it. I didn't tell a soul. I just backed off. I just did my thing and everyone's, pump, you know, and you're always like, I could be worried about what is everyone going to think, whatever. Got to the point where my mental health had to come first. Yeah. And it was to the point where I needed to just be in my bed all day, every day and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And that was, I not feel guilty for it yes that's the part Mm -hmm. not feel guilty because that
0: yeah because many times we need that and we know we're called to do that you know and 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 you feel guilty because you think you should be doing something you know why am I not doing something I need to be doing something I need to be over here you know doing some hair or I need to be you know whatever but I need to be doing something Mm -hmm. but you are doing something you're taking care of your mental health (laughs) yeah Yeah. You're diving into, diving into you is what I say.
1: Yeah. And I used to feel guilty for that. Yeah. Me too. Because I think, and that's where it really stems from a lot of that deep rooted parts of yourself. I call it the, the orphaned parts of yourself that we don't adopt into our lives because it's unsafe feeling. But if you ever grew up in an environment, like where you're made to feel guilty for having human emotions or you're made to feel bad for focusing on yourself because it makes you selfish. Those things, that narrative, that's what I think is the catalyst for not, I think it's a catalyst for a lot of driven, successful people, but I also think it's the catalyst for unhappy people and burnt out people. And I think the key is trying to harmonize, you have to define, who you even are, what is success to you before you can even think about doing anything else. And so that's why I started doing all this work. And that's why I was like, well, no one's going to take me seriously. So I'm going to go get my (laughs) (laughs) education. And so I went out and did that. And I've just been working with hairdressers and getting myself just out there more and just showing them that this is a different approach. It's very different. And I know that. But this works and it's helped it, not only myself, but other people that I've already worked with and that trusted me. It's like, I know I'm not the big guru out there. I'm not a, I don't have a hundred thousand followers, you know, whatever, but people are trusting me because I'm, I want to, well, you're them, genuine. Yeah. I want to put authentic. Out there that like, it's, this is real life like this, this is life or death for people. And I know for me, my whole life, everything was life or death. And so I don't, I take it very seriously. Yeah. And that's good because we need people
0: out there doing this work and actually helping people because, you know, we talked in the green room where we were talking about how, you know, there's so much craziness going on in this, in, in this coaching industry where, you know, people are, so driven by the money that they're not thinking about the people and I mean I think well I hope I would say I would hope that most people that got in this industry actually care about the people I would hope I would I'm gonna say I'm gonna venture to say
1: (laughs) I would hope is yeah that's the biggest thing I think a lot of the stuff that the the approach with embodiment work is is different. And a lot of people are like, "Well, I don't, I don't want to, you know, you think, well, I don't, I don't need to work on me. I just want to make money. You know, that's what they're like, well, what do you mean? I just, just tell me how to make more money. I don't want to do all this extra stuff. And it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way. It, it can't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And I'll tell people like, we're, it's, it's not a good fit. Like I really, this is how I, this is my approach. Like I, I am there's no quick fix to anything. And I don't, I would rather take the long haul with somebody and do the extra work to know that they're going to be not only okay, but I want them to have that confidence in themselves that they didn't have before they came to me or, you know, that the smallest thing of confidence is, it sounds so small. And it's like, well, really truthfully, like, that's going to be that first little bump that you need. It's, it's not, you, you can have, I would have, uh business coaches that I would pay so much money for and they helped in some aspects right like there was a role they played but you could have all the numbers laid out in front of me and it would be like the clear path to this glorious year-long income right and but at the end of the day it was still it I wasn't happy nothing felt like it was like it didn't matter also because you can lay all the numbers out in front of somebody and say here you go I'm going to give this to you this is going to make you successful and, and, but if you don't know how to implement that and how that to your unique life, it's not going to matter anyways. And how much do you feel like um, the energy matters? Because
0: I know that I've been in some containers where you know all they focus on was strategy, 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 and they're like, oh, you know, if you do this and do that and you get the numbers and da 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 da. But what I find is that energy matters. Because I really, truly believe that energy is what draws the people. You know, your energy is what draws the people. And so um, do you think that um, the work that you do with the hairdressers, do you think that it is, um, do you feel like you want to scale it? Or do you feel like, how do you feel about that?
1: I feel like at some point, there's potential for it to, to be scalable, but I purposely, I mean, I, I mean, I, I personally feel that that I've thought about that and it's, I I don't think that the value would truly be there for the person individually in a, I don't know, quote unquote, scalable sense. I mean, there's, there's some ways that you can get a group of people together and, and help them all at once. But i think that specifically my current approach is more intended for just Mm long-term private one-on-one work i think that if something needs to be scalable obviously the value and impact for their lives to change needs to be there but i'm not willing to just quickly put together a a quick program just to to do that i i really I'm going to take as many years as this needs to perfect so that it can be scalable, but in a sense where I'm not losing the vision of what the purpose is because I don't, the culture of what I'm trying to build is, is all about humanity and healing and nourishment and truth and true change. But that's a hard, that's a hard one. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a, I want to scale it. Right. But I also want to make sure people are getting the right, like the, the help that they're paying for, but the, the attention and the, the devotion and the energy that they're paying for. And I think that in a group environment, there's places for that, but I think something so vulnerable and so deep, I'm not really quite sure, honestly. Yeah. Because it, it almost feels like,
0: maybe you don't feel like the integrity will ma- be maintained in that kind of container. Right, yeah. You know, and I, I feel the same. It's like, you know, cause I've been in containers where they're like, oh, well, you know, just, just, you know, do this group program and blah, 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 blah. blah and this, that, and the third. And I said, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I was like, I don't want it. I don't want to do it that way. I was like, I, I need to do it
1: you know, this way, because I Oh, I think we froze.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, I think we lost each other here.
1: I think we lost each other. Oh no. I can't hear you anymore either. <laughs> um ooh, let's see.
0: I know you've been blown away with the amazing valley here today. Now go out and inspire the planet. And be sure to send us a message when you're ready to come talk about it. I'm straight out of Savannah. Talking with Tammy. so excited to share about my new 4 week program journey to radical acceptance it is 4 weeks of one to one coaching and healing between you and myself so the thing that makes me so excited about it is i am offering it for the very first time and so it's in the beta and so it's a super 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 low price And so for four weeks of one-to-one sessions, 60 minutes, which we will go into all the things of who you are and all the things of what your gifts are, you'll get your DNA activated. Um, We'll also do healings on each and every one of the calls. I am so excited about it. So for four weeks, the journey to radical acceptance is priced at $222. And if you need a payment plan, we can work with that as well. So I'm super, super grateful for that. And if that is something that you are looking for, reach out to me. My details are always in the show notes. Um, You can send me an email or if you follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook, on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram, Um, you can, or in LinkedIn. So you can reach out to me there as well. Thank you so much. Bye.